0: my name is ian pontius it's a wonderful evening here in irvine california today monday the 17th of january this podcast will be about how the design of monsters has changed over the course of dungeons and dragons history dungeons and dragons is a cooperative role playing game one person takes the role as the dungeon master running the world and its inhabitants anything that's not the players the players each take control of a character who has agency in this world. Dungeons and Dragons is a heavily fantasy-based game, including magic, miracles, and a whole bunch of monsters. My name is Mark Pontius.
1: Um, I have been a D&D player since
0: probably
1: age 12. That puts it over 35 years. I'll let you do the math of how old I'm getting to be. My first D&D experience was way back I had I took a summer summer class just for fun and we learned basic Dungeons and Dragons and I've been fascinated with it ever since I've written a few adventures never quite got them published but almost and I love playing as well as DMing
0: what are your thoughts on how monsters were designed in early D&D
1: well, early D&D, they didn't put much thought into why a monster would be where it is. There, there really was no uh, deeper meaning other than something that you can go and attack. Okay. Uh, my favorite example is Gelatinous Cube, probably one of the very first D&D monsters. Totally. No logic behind it says why there should be exactly 10-foot cube of jelly that sloshes around and attacks people. It can appear just about anywhere, in a dungeon, in a cave, it doesn't really matter where it is, it's just
0: a gelatinous cube. How have you seen sort of the design of monsters change as you've played as you've said over 35 years
1: okay well they did start making monsters or trying to they started out trying to justify why the monsters were there in the first place so take that gelatinous cube and there was a book Elminster's ecologies that tried to describe why it was the way it was how it lived what its layers looked like but it was kind of wrapping a story around something that was already existing. Okay. Um, over time, they kind of went to designing the monster around the situation. So you'll have, let's say, cave fisher. Um, looks like some sort of an insect that is blind that wanders around in caves and catches fish. Okay. that why that would be exciting to run across in a Dungeons and Dragons adventure isn't quite clear but it has a definite reason for being there it's got a basis on existing animals that they're in the cave they're blind why they have so many legs and claws I'm not sure but that's You take something that actually has some reason for being there and wrap a monster, monstrousness around it.
0: Mechanics-wise, have you seen any change in how the, like, stat blocks or just sort of how monsters are built or played over time?
1: Monsters, they used to be... There were monsters that had special abilities that could pretty much kill you outright mm. if they wanted to okay um like magic magical casters there mm-hmm. is a save versus death ray yeah. attribute on your character sheet and so the monster would give you attack you with the death ray and if you saved you were okay if you weren't you were dead um not much subtlety to it mm-hmm. you you took your licks and create a new character. Nowadays, there's balancing going on. They, um, there's whole formulas for how strong a monster, how many hit points, how much attack it should have, mm-hmm. and it classifies it as a um, encounter level, and you match those to the number of party and level of party and It's all rather complicated, but it makes it come out so that you've got a fair fighting chance Mm -hmm. if you're at the appropriate encounter level. I've not seen any really kill in one shot, no matter what type of moves. Mm -hmm. There definitely are some boss-type monsters that are not intended to be taken on. They're just so ridiculously powerful that It's encouraging you to role play a different way to defeat it or get around it or escape it not so much try and face it as far as the tactics monsters used to just attack yeah you would okay it was your turn you attack its turn it attacks if it saw you it could probably attack you that kind of went the extreme the other way in like D&D 3rd Edition, 4th Edition, specifically 4th Edition, where everything that was battle-related got very complicated. Mm. There was so many different moves anybody could do. monster, every single monster stat block had three or four different special moves that it could do. It could grapple, and at the same time it would... Cause poison damage and did multiple cycles, it would do more damage. If it held onto you for multiple rounds, it would do more damage. Then, fifth edition came out and mm-hmm. it kind of went back to a mo- little more balanced. When the monster comes at you with a special type of attack, it'll still have an um, action block in its stat block that tells you how it does a multi-attack, or how it does things that it can do. It can hide, it can cast spells, whatever. But it's a
0: little more balanced. More mechanics-wise, all all monsters in 5th edition have certain things that they have to have. They have their um, ability scores, they have monster types, all that sort of stuff. Is that new, or has that always been a part of D&D?
1: Well, the early D&D monsters had had some basic stats they had a armor class mm-hmm. they had a two hit roll basically yeah. a chart that said if you're attacking at this strength you have to roll this to hit mm-hmm. and it it was it was specific things plus they had the various saves that they had to identify because mm-hmm. things like death rays and whatnot yeah um But it it was very standardized, and all monsters had this subset of not too useful information, but it had to be there to make it playable by those rules. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, monsters are not all that different from non-player characters. They've Mm -hmm. got charisma. They've got intelligence. They've got skills, and this cavefisher has... A perception skill, a stealth skill. It has for senses, blindsight, and passive perception. It's got a speed, hit points, and armor class.
0: Where do you see sort of monster design going in the future if you foresee any changes in how monsters are designed?
1: I think this is purely speculative but I would suspect that future editions are going to get um, more enhanced by the digital capabilities. A lot of games are played online, are played with electronics nearby, mm-hmm. that you can put a lot more complexity into a algorithm to define how something is going to behave instead of just... It's trimming it down to the simple, simple facts so that a DM that is already juggling 12 other things can keep track of them and play it reasonably.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. Next episode we will go into the different types of monsters that fit into different genres of fantasy.